You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And welcome back to Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. My name is Jeff, and of course we are the home of all things spooky when it comes to CKCC Radio. Not only that, but we are the longest-running show on the network, and I'm going to keep bragging about that. No offense to the other shows, but we're number one. We might not have this number, the most episodes, only because this is a bi-weekly show, or else we'd have overtaken the nerd table, but they've outpassed us, and there's probably other shows with more than 60 episodes, but this is episode 60, and I want to thank you for listening. Of course, my name is Jeff. Now, I want to talk today about what it's like to actually be on a ghost hunt. Not everyone that listens to the show has the experience, so I want to kind of walk you through the process and, you know, what I do when I go on a ghost hunt. The first thing to do before you set up any equipment is just get a feel for the place. Whether you've been there, you know, a hundred times or this is your first time, you want to just feel the space. I know it sounds weird, just kind of walk around it. Listen for any sounds that may be uh, unnatural even before you start recording so that when you're actually recording, you know, okay, in that area, this might happen and you don't mistake it for something paranormal. It is very easy to do that. Trust me. I I know from my, from experience. I remember when Jen and I were, exp- were at the cemetery and we were the only ones there, you know, just off the cemetery is a path and we heard twigs breaking. Now our automatic response, of course, you know, ghosts because, I mean, that's what we're there for. There was no other cars in the parking lot. We didn't see anybody. But we heard something snap. And so we made our way to where the sound was. And that's when we saw the culprit. Clear as day. What do you think it was? Was it a ghost? (laughs) No, it was not. It was an animal. Because, again, you know, you're out in nature in that experience. So that's one of the most important things you want to do. To me, debunking something is almost as satisfying as not being able to debunk something. Because, you know, you're sort of in the dark or somewhat in that, you know, time. And you hear a sound. You want it to be the reason that you're there. You want it to be a ghost. You want it to be something paranormal or spooky but it's not always going to be the case. And you don't want to just automatically assume it is because then, you know, when you act, if you actually capture something, your credibility is nothing. If you can't debunk the obvious, no one's going to believe you when it comes to things that can't be debunked. I think that that to me is the most important part of the paranormal is knowing what you can and cannot debunk. So that's why it's important to get a base feeling. Now, I do not claim to be, you know, a sensitive or a psychic, but I've also had experiences where it starts to make me question it. 
I have had serious deja vu experiences. I had an incident many years ago, and I think I've probably mentioned it on one of the previous 59 episodes, where I had a conversation with my grandfather in his kitchen. And then, a couple months later, I had the exact same conversation, the exact same everything. And I don't think that first one happened. I think it was something in my head that just made me believe that that conversation happened and when it came to the actual conversation and I was a kid too I was no more than 10 or 11 I'm not sure I even knew what deja vu was but the moment that everything hit me at once between me standing where I was standing the first time the same TV show the same conversation the same look on my grandfather's face it freaked me out. I, obviously, because, you know, like I said, I was a kid back then. So, you know, it's it's important to just know your surroundings. The first thing you should do after you get the, the, the sense of the room or the space that you're going to be in is to take out the first piece of equipment I always use is my EMF detector and my temperature gauge. I want to know where, you know, I want to do what's, you know, baseline sweep just to get an idea of the numbers. Again, so that later in the day, if the numbers either on the EMF spike or there is a drastic temperature change, not just, you know, the sun's gone down, that goes a long way into helping you figure out what is paranormal and what isn't. The next thing I like to do on a ghost hunt when I'm actually setting up equipment is to take not just a camera but also take an audio recorder and place it together. The reason you want to do that is it's important to have a backup. You may hear a sound on one incident on one uh, a piece of equipment that you don't hear on the other which, again, can go into debunking it. Maybe, you know, depending on the equipment, it could be very sensitive where a bug could land on it, which will create a sound on that, but the piece of equipment next to it will not pick it up. Again, I'm not saying that that 100% debunks something, but it also, again, goes a long way into doing so. I'm lucky. I have now three record audio recorders, maybe even four, depending on if I get it back. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, Jen. And three different cameras as well. So I like to, like I said, double up. Yes, it does mean you have to listen to twice the evidence in evidence review. But if you were able to pick up both sounds on both pieces of equipment, that says a lot. Again, I go back to that investigation with Jen in the cemetery where I caught the sound of a little girl talking that Jen heard in real time that I didn't, but I also picked it up on both the camera that was running video as well as the audio recorder. And that to me is still going to be my favorite, as of right now, is the favorite thing that I personally have captured. 
because to me it's clear as day the voice of a little girl what she's saying or what she's saying is still up to debate either I like her or I don't like her which either way hearing a voice when you know that there is no little girl there is creepy AF if you don't know what I'm talking about or if you're new to this podcast please let me know I will be more than glad to replay that or you know because like I said it is my favorite piece of, of audio that I have ever captured my friend Jen captured the uh, figure holding the light at the end of the cemetery that's also very cool but I didn't capture that I however did capture the sound of the girl talking to Jen or about Jen since we were the only two people there so again I think the fact that it was captured on not just one piece of equipment but two says a lot about the whatever happened that day again with us being the only two people in the space I did not hear the voice with my own ears only heard it back upon playback and if I played it right now I can guarantee you it will send a shiver down my spine because of how just clear as day the voice is and again the fact that I know nobody was there also it is important to document things write things down you know especially if it's something that you know you want to definitely review pay closer attention to when you do the uh, reviews write down you know which audio clip which video and if you can do a timestamp write write that down as well so again you even if you call it out say I think I heard a voice so that way when you go back to play it you know exactly the moment that you're looking for so either physically write it down that's why again as simple as it is do you know what a good piece of equipment to have while ghost hunting is pad and paper because again you can write this stuff down as notes I've had it where I've seen the temperature drop to the point where I actually requested it to drop to a certain degree and it did now that shit doesn't happen by accident you could you know be in your front yard and say drop the temperature down three degrees the chances of that happening are very slim and I got it on audio and video where I was holding my uh, thermometer and saying drop it down and it did so again that that says a lot another thing to pay attention while ghost hunting is exactly where you set up the equipment because again depending on what it is and you know time of day for example if you set up a camera and then you go and you do the playback and you hear you know walking that could be you that could be a teammate that could be you know if you have a sound guy following you so always know where the cameras are know always mark yourself when you're walking by the camera again it sounds you know kind of pointless but 
when you're reviewing that and you hear footsteps or you hear shuffling, it could be somebody in your party. So always make sure that those are things that you want to know where they are when you're recording so that you don't create evidence that's not real. Again, I know it sounds silly, but I've done it myself. So always know where the equipment is and always mark yourself when you're walking by the equipment so that you're not the one creating sounds that you then have to debunk later on. My least favorite bit of this is making sure that if something happens you can get out there get out of there quickly again i look at our time at bluffhead cemetery and being chased out of a cemetery by a dive bombing bat which by the way is not fun as you know especially at night where you can't necessarily see the the, the sucker Make sure you can get out quickly. Don't set up too much equipment that you have to gather in case something goes awry. So, you know, whatever, whatever in, you know, equipment you can have on you at all times is better than setting, it, setting up in various spots. Because, again, if you have to make a quick exit, you want to make sure that you are equipped to do so without leaving any pieces of equipment behind. Now, I don't know about you. I find that ghost hunting equipment is expensive. So, you don't want to leave anything behind because you had to get out quickly. And take it from somebody who has had to make exits quickly. You don't want to be, you don't want to have to double back because you forgot something. So, I hope that this ghost hunting tips and hints have, will inspire you to get out. But the most important thing I can tell you, as a ghost hunter myself, do not break the law. Do not go into private property. Do not break into anywhere you're not supposed to be for the thrill of ghost hunting. You give ghost hunters and paranormal investigators a bad name when you do that. So do not do that. And as always, show respect to the dead if you go investigating. Remember, they themselves were once alive as well. You would want somebody to show you respect, so show them the same respect. Just, you know, my two cents on the subject. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Real Paranormal, Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. Next week, we return back to ranking tracks. I've got some ideas that I'm kicking around, so I'll let you know. In the meantime, check out the other great shows here on CKCC Radio, and uh, have a good one, everybody. <laughs>